and sweet. To this week we want to do the laws of candle lighting. A lot of people have a misconception, parenthetically, that only women need to light the Shabbat candles. This is not true. If you're alone in your dormitory or like your grandfather, he's a uh, widower. If a woman is available, women have first dibs on the mitzvah. But if she's not, then um, basically it says lighting Shabbat candles is a obligation whether for men or women because um, you know you know the story about the mitzvahs. It's going to be Hanukkah in two weeks. So what takes first dibs? Let's say, you know, the people used to be traditionally very poor. So what takes first dibs? Lighting the Shabbat candles or Hanukkah candles, if you could only afford one. Or sometimes you're, you're on vacation. A lot of times Hanukkah happens during Xmas or New Year's. It's happened. People have asked me. You have a limited amount of candles. Do you use the candles for Hanukkah or Shabbat? The answer is Shabbat. Because the, the reason why we light the Shabbat candles is, you know why, Jason? Is because um, for Shalom Bayit. Because mm. if, is it romantic to eat with somebody if it's pitch dark? <laughs> you want to see the lovely face of your wife and kids, you know? So it says the uh, Hanukkah lights take a back seat to the Shabbat. So it says, obviously women have first dibs on the mitzvah, like we said, because they're in charge of the house. But it says, a lot of people don't know this halacha, it's good for husbands also to participate in the mitzvah somehow. Maybe they could put the candle in the candelabra. Or put the oil. I used to do this, but I haven't done it in many years. Or put the wick or the oil in the candlesticks. It says even a husband is really obsessed with this mitzvah, he could even technically light his own Shabbat candles in another room. But he shouldn't say bracha. Because the bracha belongs to the woman, you know. And it says, The best place is, the be- what, now let's say you have a mansion with a hundred rooms, which where are you supposed to light the candles, do you know? Kitchen? Yeah, near your dining room. Near your dining room. It's good. When you're saying Shalom Aleichem, you visually... See your table. Like in my house, we do it at the fireplace, which is in our dining room. Right, oh yeah, yeah. That's right, about, yeah. So it says, But he says, let's say parenthetically... Like your air conditioning broke, or like remember we had an unseasonably hot Shabbat last week, mm. and if you stay indoors, it's it's muggy, and if you eat outdoors, it's much more pleasant because you're getting a breeze. So he says you're allowed to abandon the Shabbat candles and go eat in your say kiddush and challah and do everything in the backyard because it's fresher air. But I'm just saying, best case scenario, we try to set it up in a way that. It's on our, you know, some people even light it on their dining room table, Ashkenazim. No, really? Where they eat. 
So it says, obviously, that the mitzvah was given for pleasure and not for... So there's no halacha that just because the candles are somewhere, you have to stay in that room even if you're uncomfortable in that room. Like there's a lot of mosquitoes in that room. You could go to another place where there isn't. Because sometimes, you know, sometimes people's kitchen also has a big, like, dining area. So it says, How many candles do we need to light? So the halacha is... One. But the tradition is... So, see, this is why it's so sad. Like, sometimes you come across people, they tell me stuff, and they don't come study like you, and then ignorance is bliss. Like, some people think, like, let me give you another example of this. Do you know if, God forbid, like, one of your tefillin became ruined? You only, let's say by mistake, you only have one of them. You, So you're supposed to put the head on, because it's two different mitzvahs, even if you don't have the hand. You know that? I didn't, honestly. Let's say somebody, God forbid, got very bad... Arm injury. Arm injury, he can't put it on. But he still could put on the head. Right. Like I have a close family member, he did dialysis so many times, it's not physically possible to put on the tefillina. Oh, wow. But he still has to put on the head, same thing here. That that we like too is only what? A custom. So if you have one, that's enough. Light one. Hanukkah also. That that we like, like on the last line, nine, with the shamash, is only a tradition. It's only... Mahadrin mina mahadrin. That's why it's always good to learn and talk to a rabbi. You know? Because uh, a lot of things that we do is tradition. But if, if it's desperate times, you could just follow the main halakha. It says, he says some people have a tradition that they light seven for the seven days of the week. And he says, if you're very, and if you use beautiful candelabra, beautiful candlesticks that are silver, and use olive oil, and you do the mitzvah on time, you know some people, they don't, you do, the woman that does a mitzvah, with a lot of intention, you know what this is a good omen for, segula for? To have kids that are going to light up the world. Sadiq children. Talmidei chachamim, Torah scholar children. That light up the world. That's why, like, same thing with menorah. Like, the Sefer Charedim brings, if you have the money, you should buy, like, a silver menorah. You should buy a silver. That's why, like, in the yeshiva world, it's a tradition, the father-in-law or the in-laws as a wedding gift, they buy for the bride and groom, like, silver kiddush kap, a silver menorah, a silver candlestick. You get what I'm saying? So it says, Mitzvah min So it says, obviously, like I said before, olive oil is the best. And if you don't have that, any good oil, like vegetable oil, is also good. That if it, as long as it doesn't smell bad and it burns like good. And obviously, if there's no oil available, same thing with the Hanukkah menorah, by the way. A lot of these halachas roll over to the menorah, because same idea. Um, and it says that obviously if you don't have oil, you could use... Um, by the way, just on a practical note, a lot of people don't like to use oil because it makes the candle stick oily. There's glass cups that you put inside the candle which would uh, circumvent that problem. Obviously if there's no oil, you could use wax. And a lot of people don't know this. You're going to get a kick out of this one. Ravavadya Paschal like this. Did you know if you're in a place that has absolutely no light, 
before Shabbat, you could turn on the fluorescent or LED or incandescent light and say a bracha on it. Let's say I have no candles. Because what was that? In the olden days, the, the recess lights, right? You know the lights that are, the lamps and the stuff? The chandelier. The no. chandelier, yeah. yeah. Our, our, our electric lights, our incandescent or whatever lights, that used to be, that, that didn't exist. So what... These lights were giving light to the whole house. So you could see the food, you could see your gondi, and it shouldn't go in your nose instead of your mouth, right? <laughs> but nowadays, you understand? You, you could say, um, if you don't have any wax candles or, or thing, and you're like in a hotel, turn on one of the lamps that is not like bothering you we're in a different room in a suite, and you can say bracha. Adik neher, shel Shabbat, Kodesh. Did you know that? That's that's interesting. Allah. Menorah, we're not allowed to do that, but this is also very another important halacha to know for Sephardic, and that is Kabbalat Shabbat inu According to Sephardic, if you turn on the Shabbat candles, you're still allowed to to. Um, you know that? To do what? You're still allowed to work after. Like, let's say a husband likes to be, when his wife is lighting the candles, like to say amen, uh-huh. and his house is a minute away drive from the kenisa. Uh-huh. You understand? Because Shabbat doesn't technically start to like 18 minutes. Huh? Yeah, exactly. Belachen mutar leisha laasot melacha laachar adlaka kosman so he says a woman could technically, not that she has to, but if in a case of emergency or she has something very important that she didn't do, like she didn't put the food on the blech, you know how you have to cover the fire? She's allowed to. As long as it's not sunset, because candle lighting in, is usually, in Jerusalem they do it half an hour before, but here we usually around the world is 18 minutes before. 18, yeah. But the best is that a woman and Rosh Hashanah, the first Shabbat of the year, she should actually proclaim to the whole household that she is not accepting Shabbat. By because some people have a tradition that they do accept Shabbat, like Ashkenazim, they pass in. You're not allowed to by you turning on the lights. You're showing that you're accepting Shabbat. So not to get into a disagreement, a person should make a condition verbally say, proclaim. And hey, by me turning on the Shabbat candles, I'm not accepting Shabbat. And for sure, if she hasn't prayed Mincha yet, like in the winters that we are now, some, some rabbis say, hey, you have to pray Mincha before you turn on the lights, Shabbat candles. Because if you pray after, it's already night. Mm. But he says, we don't paskin like that. We could say that a, the, a woman... Is allowed to pray mincha even though she's it's not a contradiction. The Shabbat candles, you understand? Yeah. It says same thing. A man also, let's say the guy is alone, right? You know what? When this halacha comes up, my friend is like if your wife gave birth and she's in the hospital for Shabbat, so who has to turn on the Shabbat candles? The man. Let's say after that you want to drive to Kenisa. You're allowed to. 
and he's allowed to pray mincha. But again, it's better, Rav Avadya says, once a year to make a proclaim that you definitely do not want to accept Shabbat by lighting the candles, right? Like you say it. You say, ah, my lighting candles did not compel me to be forbidden to work yet, right? And it says, "Uben ha'ish, uben ha'isha, shekiblu alim Shabbat mibod yom rishaim lomad laadam achir shadain lokiblu Shabbat laasod lahem melachal kozman shoshkan." Oh, so beautiful! In the summer, some people they accept Shabbat like two hours before their neighbor, right? Hmm. So he says, "Am I am I allowed to tell you, my neighbor, that's also Orthodox Jewish or any Jewish, to do something for me, like turn on? I forgot to turn on the urn. You're allowed to." Yeah. So that's an interesting halacha. Yeah. If I if it's not sunset yet and you haven't accepted Shabbat and I have accepted Shabbat, I'm allowed you to do for you to tell. Why do people accept Shabbat two hours earlier though? Because they have young kids. I have to understand oh, the more north uh-huh. you get, like in Toronto or these cities in Europe, Tasat at nine o'clock, it doesn't get Shabbat sometimes. Eight, nine thirty. Because uh, sunset is very late those places in uh, the summer. Uh, uh, like Shabbat ends some of these places in Paris, I heard, like, or some of these cities that are very north. Like it finishes in Sweden or these Stockholm. It finishes like 10.30 at night in the summer. Alaska uh, Kibatat, it's like tw- midnight. Uh, or like they have to say it the next morning, Havdallah or something. It's weird. It's better for you not to live in these places. <laughs> so it says... What's the blessing that we say on the Shabbat candles? Baruch Ata Hashem Elokeinu Melech Haolam Asher Kedishanu Mitzvotav Etzivanu Ladlik Neshel Shabbat. Blessed are you, Hashem, that commanded us and made us holy with His commandments to light the candles of Shabbat. And this is a a big, big heavyweight machloket dispute amongst the greatest of the great rabbis. Did you know that? Sephardic say, Sarich levarech lifne hadlaka. You first, just like all the mitzvah, right? Tefillin or mezuzah. First you say the bracha, then you put up the mezuzah. First you say the bracha, then you wrap the tefillin. So by that same token, you should say the bracha, then light the candles. But a lot of the Persians, they. Right, the candles and say the baracha, yeah. Right. So uh, both of them are kosher. Yeah. Um, and it seems that um, what my rabbis instructed me is, we, it's God forbid not right to say one is wrong or right, and usually it's better to keep the traditions of your ancestors. So, if, But halachically, between me and you, if you want to be uniform, it does make more sense to first say the bracha. Yeah. But you know what? You know what the custom is that they say first, because they hold the Ashkenazic version follows the reasoning that if I light the, if I say the, once I lit the candles, I've accepted Shabbat. Oh, really? You understand? That's why they say. I'll say the blessing after to show that I'm only accepting Shabbat after I say the blessing. You understand? That's how that... Mm. Like the Iranians, Muslims follow this tradition. But Hanukkah, you know, for, according to everybody, you sell the blessing first. That's everybody. Yeah, yeah. On Yom Tov, especially yeah, 
on, on when, you know, you have to also light candles for the holidays, like uh, Shavuot and Pesach. And that everybody would agree you first say the blessing, then light. It's only Shabbat. Because it's like a cash 22. So it said, in the, in the opinion of the Sephardic, So the, he says that there's different uh, customs how candle lighting time is. Did you know that, Jason? He says in some communities they would light it only 10 minutes before uh, sunset. Some of them 15 minutes. Jerusalem is 40 minutes though. Wow. That's what my daughter, my daughter lives, uh, she should be alive and well. She, uh, she lives in Yerushalayim. It says... Um, he said, Rabbi, he says, parenthetically, this is, uh, this is wrong. That was never the minhag of Yerushalayim. But I don't know. You, oh, really? You, I don't know. My daughter said that that's what they do, though. Because they, they even actually, there's a blow horn that goes on bands, and like, yeah, well, well. there's an alarm that goes on. Uh, Could be it's half an hour, 40 minutes. But he says it's good. Because Shabbat is 160th of heaven. So don't, don't think... The, the you know how after Shabbat there's Rabbeinu Tam how we don't yeah. we, take, we keep the the more you're in Shabbat is the better don't think that's wrong that's a good thing everybody yeah. was agree that like I, that's why I want to go back and not give the it, it, if don't it, I personally believe because I've seen people that are come cut it too close and they like drive right until the last second of sunset it is preferable to not you know. Be too close for comfort and do what? And that's a beautiful thing that if you light whatever half an hour, 40 minutes or 18 minutes to not touch the fire anymore. Right? There's no mitzvah to wait till the last second and then you get into the gray area and then you miscalculated. You know, that's the whole idea that we do it 18 minutes. Right? Better safe than sorry. And that's why he says, Ashrelo, fortune is the person that accepts Shabbat half an hour before, or 40 minutes before, or whatever. He says, and um, we're going to finish with this halacha, last two halachot, and we'll continue next week. It says that, um, now what's the, remember I told you in the summer, some people, Shabbat starts very, Late in the day. So what's the earliest time you're allowed to light the Shabbat candles? Are you allowed to light it? If Shabbat starts 8 p.m., are you allowed to light, light your Shabbat candles 1 p.m.? No. So it says, The earliest possible time you're allowed to light the Shabbat candles is an hour and 15 minutes before sunset. Which in the summer translates into an hour and a half. Basically, you have to look up in the your apps. There's apps I could show you or in the thing. Like, read my calendar. I'll show it to you. No, I want to get the app. Yeah, because do you know Shad Zamanio is, is more? Because if you light it three hours or two hours before Shabbat, it's not... Like right now, we're in the year 2000, 2021. This Shabbat, which is Parashat Vayishlach, the earliest you could accept Shabbat and light the candles is 3.43 in L.A. That's like an hour before. 
which is like an hour and 15 minutes before sunset, which is 4.47 and 45, 447, 45 seconds. Understand? In, I'm trying to tell you, in the summer it's a longer time. Because the halakhic hour, since there's more, more than 12 hours of daylight, the days become yeah. more. But, um, Oh, this case comes up a lot, which makes me frustrated. People that are not very religious don't know this. He says, let's say, by mistake, you were spaced out. The woman, some emergency came up and she forgot to light the Shabbat candles. If she's 100% sure that it's not sunset anymore, she has a watch, then she should light and say the bracha. But if it's already sunset, or she's not sure it may be sunset, should she light the Shabbat candles? No, because you're doing a sin, right? You're, <laughs> it's, you're lighting you. Yeah, some people, they don't, they're simpleton. <laughs> <laughs> they're, you know, kind of like not with the program. Don't look. <laughs> no, they just don't know, because they're Baal Teshuvah, or like, you know, nobody taught them. Uh, yeah. It's a bigger sin. Yeah, but if you know... Yeah, yeah. If, if, you, if you, you understand... Right, so obviously this is like ABC. Anybody with a simple common sense would know it's better to be safe and not desecrate Shabbat, which is the worst of the worst, than um, light. So only if you know 110% sure that it's not. Because sometimes you don't know. You don't know candle lighting time. You don't have your phone. You're in the wilderness. You're on a Shabbaton. You're like on vacation. And it may have been, it may already be what? So don't, don't like, do not like, no. <laughs> so he says the best place to light the candles is where? And don't move them. It's better not to move it. Yeah. Wherever you want to light it, leave it there. Menorah is the same halacha. So it's so he says in a case where it's not possible, like let's say um, the if you you know the woman lit it on a table, she's an old woman, and it's like the table's stable. And then after they light on the table, right after, not during Shabbat, because you have the eighteen minutes, right? You go and put it on a high like cabinet or whatever, ledge. You're allowed to do that, or let's say, God forbid, the mother of the house is sick or she just had a baby and she can't physically walk. So you could bring it to her bedside and she lights it, says the brachan lights it, mm. and then you put it on the table or on the fireplace or on top of the fireplace. And there's no problem. If a woman is having her monthly cycle, there's no problem. She could still do the mitzvah. You know. Even if she's bleeding or she just had a baby, that does not make her uneligible, you know. Um, oh, how about a woman in a hospital that just gave birth? Does she say the blessing there? It if says no. Oh. She shouldn't say the blessing there in her hospital room. She could light without a blessing and then have her husband or her children blessing her, say the bracha on her, her own behalf in her own house. You understand? Yeah. 
Bezat Hashem will continue this next week and then. Uh, Hazak Baruch, Kol Tuf Selah.